living in their tiny little worlds and they're not even interacting with reality anymore. So in terms of, in a lot of ways, the, to me, the apocalypse has happened in a lot of ways. And there's like a few awake people out there that are still there and, and I'd like this to serve as a radio station <laughs> for us, you know, post-apocalypse radio station uh, where we can talk about how to, how, to t- how to take things back, start to, start to reverse things. For joining us thanks for finding us this is episode zero of podcast petrified wood uh, recorded october 7th 2019 entitled calibration uh, we hope you enjoy it if you would like to follow along on the show notes or find some referral links or social network links you can browse on over to our website synthesismeaning.me under the podcast section episode zero thanks very much with no further ado Please enjoy. Good morning. This is episode number zero for Synthesis Meaning website. I think we're probably going to call it Petrified Wood. I'll get into uh, exactly the title and the themes and the idea behind the podcast shortly. But uh, I want to introduce myself and um, tell you a little bit about where I'm coming from and where I am. Uh, It's first half of October. My idea here is to uh, record episode number zero. 
without connecting the other aspects of the social network and the community and in camera and video. First one will be audio, just to frame the concept. And I can then uh, work with our marketing people to brand and package it properly. And so you really use it as a proving in model, appropriately titled episode zero, index patient zero. So um, petrified wood, why? <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. I'll get my get advice from my uh, marketing advisor, but um, I really like the image. Uh, I think the theme of the uh, the theme of the podcast is going to be uh, very closely associated with shadow work, both in terms of macro, so what's happening in the world, what's happened historically in a macro sense, and micro, what's been happening in our lives, um, burning off our dead wood, essentially. And if you're living your life properly, uh, as to my understanding, or to my experience, your uh, inadequacies and shortcomings and shadows come out to the light and get burned off on a daily basis. Um, so your obsession with past and your anxiety about the future slowly burns away until you're uh, beautiful piece of golden petrified wood that can handle a lot. So I guess I'll get into my kind of trajectory, what's brought me to this place. But the vision for the podcast is to complement this network that we've built around synthesis meaning, uh, provide a platform for us to collaborate, support one another, communicate, knowledge sharing, but most importantly, crowdsourcing. Crowdsourcing our challenges and crowdsourcing our our worldview so that we get better and better at um, helping each other evolve, really. So it's not going to be a lecture style. Uh, I do hope to get to guests in a couple of episodes, depending on the themes. Uh, definitely we'll have questions and call-ins uh, from the community, but it's going to be more about um, rolling out topics and chewing on them as a community and evolving our points of view and supporting each other, supporting each other towards more activism, really, towards taking action with the knowledge and experience that we've had so far. Um, I have to admit, I've gone on a full diet of Mark Passio the last two weeks, and uh, he's hitting it hard, and he's absolutely right, like he usually is, uh, when he says, um, this is not his wisdom, but this is ancient wisdom, when you to, uh, to know and not to do is not to know. So once you've got yourself into a perspective where you've had the benefit of some of this wisdom and you're hoarding it and silently going about your day, quietly hoping that some other person's going to come along and, and wake the world up, we're failing ourselves. So hopefully this community can be a platform for rallying more outreach efforts in raising awareness and also a gateway of sorts into more hard-hitting content like Mark Passio's and Michael Serion's. That would that would also be a be a victory. So a little bit about me and how I've gotten myself to the point of creating this community and facilitating this community now for maybe three years, I think. Uh, I think it's going to go in phases, but hopefully by episode one, we will have some form of social network server. So the Discord server, something along those lines, where we're going to have call questions and call-ins. That would be the easiest thing. So we get the, get the community happening. We've got an unbelievable 
uh, resource in this community in terms of we've got health experts, we've got experts in uh, philosophy, we've got experts in constitutional history, we've got all kinds of experts, we've got all kinds of experts in terms of certain dark rabbit holes as well. So, uh, so we'll rally the community and tap into that. And the themes will be set by what's happening during the week. Uh, sometimes it'll be what's happening in the community and sometimes it'll be what's happening, uh, personally. Uh, and then hopefully phase two will be having guests. The other thing is I'm going to be doing this, um, remotely on location. So I'm always able to do feed on the street interviews and that kind of thing with this technology. So that'll be that'll keep it fresh as well. Uh, that's another point Mark Passio has been making that social networks are great, blogging is great, but until you're actually making contact and communicating in your local community, you're really not making the kind of impact that you that you could be. Uh, so that's uh, I think we'll aim for uh, somewhere between weekly to biweekly. And uh, we'll see how it goes, the feedback from the community. But I'm really looking forward to it. And it's uh, it's already, you know, how when you're working on something that um, is meant to be, it really clicks. It's really been clicking together synchronistically. So that's uh, that's nice. Looking forward to connecting with you guys on, on podcast one in terms of with the community. Um, okay, so how did I get to this? I had a toxicity incident. It was, I think it's pretty normal now the way of, in terms of I've been paying attention since a lot of people if you don't if you don't really um be militant about your healthy habits eventually when you get into your 40s your health is going to bite you <laughs> generally maybe even sooner than that I mean I had a few incidents back in my 30s as well but but uh I had what really was like vague autoimmune type symptoms that turned into a bit of a scare and did a lot of homework, isolated to uh, toxicity, learned a whole lot about integrated medicine and biological medicine, and that took me a long way. And then there was still other levels of detox after that around uh, fungus and parasites and EMF, radiation, uh, aluminum, all those kinds of things. It's really an ongoing challenge to stay clean especially if you're living in a fairly fluted area with uh without a whole lot of fresh water a whole lot of fresh produce so that's been an ongoing journey but it it was a crisis that became a wake up and i saw the health system and pharmaceutical system for what it was and that started really my experience with the health system was so bad it was so terrible that it made me realize that it made me think there's more going on around the health system than just incompetence and greed. I thought it was I thought it was worse than that. That didn't explain I mean I've worked in a lot of large corporations and there's incompetence and greed in those places, but the health system it was a whole other level. So uh that made me suspicious really and start asking some bigger questions about about what's what could explain how bad the health system is and around that time i uh, a friend mentioned the word illuminati at a at a cocktail party or at a dinner party and um and i dug into what that meant i couldn't even remember what that what that term meant 
and I stumbled into Max Spears at the time, and I went very, very deep onto the Max Spears work, which now, after three years after his death, I don't think there's anything he ever said that wasn't true. I mean, he fits the mold of somebody that could have easily been a plant. He was trained as an actor. He looked like an actor. <laughs> but but as time goes by, I really can't doubt the integrity of the work he did. And it was really groundbreaking. So um, so he opened a lot of doors, dark rabbit holes. And, uh, and I jumped down every one. Uh, at some point, YouTube fed me a Mandela Effect. And Mandela Effect, uh, Nathan Martin at Divine Pollination had, had an excellent video on the Mandela Effect back in the day. And that's got me connected to Nathan and Aileen in, uh, in Brussels. And they've been um, active community members. They've got their own, uh, large community. And, uh, so I'm hoping that they can join us in this community as well. They've always got lots to add. Um, but the Mandela effect was a, was a trippy wake up as well. I, I had to eventually stop looking into it because it's so trippy, but, um, it was definitely a wake up call that there's more going on. And Nathan is the one that tipped me off to Michael Serion and Mark Passio. He, uh, called them the heavy hitters and I think he's right. And I think that's still the case. Um, and I went deep on Mark Passio. I, I listened, I took his advice. And I listened to his first 50 podcasts in a row over maybe a three-month period. And uh, it really was a nice level setting in terms of natural law, symbolism, tarot, a whole, whole lot of fundamental topics that was extremely helpful. And the only reason I switched off of Mark was um, I was listening in the car. Once he got into symbolism, I couldn't, I couldn't watch his presentations. So I switched over to Michael Serion, who also does a outstanding job on symbolism and i was really on michael's channel for a, a year a year and a half and uh and i still go back regularly i think that some of the topics he's been doing recently are incredible so uh are incredibly powerful so um those two guys are still in my in my good books in terms of the content they're producing the unbelievable level of production and the work that they do to share and enlighten the masses and those, and they both equally brought a lot of light to tarot and symbolism, which still fascinates me to this day. I did a, I did a two courses, I think, on tarot symbolism. I find that extremely uh, meaningful and enjoyable still as a hobby, as a passing hobby. Um, and then at some point I started going pretty deep into Jordan Peterson. So those, the ones I've listed so far, were more conspiratorial kind of in the shadows. And then Jordan Peterson is extremely mainstream, even though he's controversial in the mainstream, but he is extremely mainstream. He comes from the mainstream gated uh, narrative. Um, <clears throat> and so for the past year, I've been deep into the Peterson world, which includes the intellectual dark web, which includes Rogan sometimes and um, Eric and Brett Weinstein. Uh, uh, ben Shapiro and um, Sam Harris. Those are the ones that come to mind in terms of the intellectual dark web. And there's a whole network around them. Stefan Molyneux, um, Tim Pool, uh, Candace Owens, uh, uh, Dave Rubin. Uh, there's a whole network of uh, Rebel Wisdom in the UK. So that's really been my, my knowledge space for the past uh, 12 to 18 months. 
and I've seen Peterson live once, and I'm going to see him again in November. Uh, and I found that extremely enriching. But the, the gap between the Passiocerion world and the and the intellectual dark web is massive, almost to the point where, by comparison, the intellectual dark web just seems a bit sterile when they're not willing to delve into some of these darker darker alleys. <laughs> Uh, Eric Weinstein often alludes to conspiracies. He knows he's he's a grown up about that, uh, but most of the rest of them stay as far away from it as possible. Um, Rogan came on the scene uh, hardcore on conspiracies, but um, but he as he got more popular, he's he's shied away from it like uh, suspiciously. I would say like nobody goes that far back off of conspiracies without some pressure. I'd say, but he's got his friend. Uh, Eddie Bravo, who to me is is right on on top of it. So uh, I've got a lot of time for Eddie Bravo and his and his perspective. He's got a lot to say on. Uh, he's he's beyond me in terms of his research into conspiracies, but he's a fascinating guy. Um, so that's been my journey, really. And uh, I live in the Gulf, and I've been I've been out of North America since i've been out of north america since 2005 i've been out of my home country since 1998 and i've been in the gulf for 10 years so uh, i think i have a unique perspective because i'm able to i don't have i don't there is no cable tv corrupting me uh, or radio or elections or any of that so i I, i'm able to um, i'm able to choose my my media feed and uh, through YouTube and other sources, uh, podcasts and audiobooks and things. So I, I think a lot of us in this community do that. You don't have to be overseas to do that, but it's just a bit. E- it's quite a bit easier when you're not being bombarded by by the mainstream messages. I find it nauseating when I get <laughs> when I get home. Anyway, so th- so that's another unique advantage I've got besides some of these other experiences. Um, now uh, I guess. The point is that Passio has really been hitting it hard lately on his podcast. Like, once you know this content, you can't sit on it. And uh, he's right. He's absolutely right, like he is on most things, as difficult it is, is as it is to hear. I tried. I tried. I made a real college try back then when I was deep into Mark Passio, say three years ago, to have some discussion groups here locally in my own hometown. Here and uh, I failed miserably. There was one person that I invited that actually we had a really great chat one night. I invited like I invited a half a dozen people a few different times, but one time one couple showed up and one time another single showed up. And uh, we had, when the single showed up, we had a really really good chat. But uh, she's moved away now, and so that was like the only progress I ever made on having a, a live discussion group. When the couple came, I, I really couldn't believe how much I couldn't get the conversation off the ground, actually, amazingly. So, and they're the most open-minded couple that I knew in, in this area. So I, uh, I found, I, that was, that's when I was, I gave up on real life in terms of networking and I, and I went to a Facebook community. And that Facebook community really was a godsend for me and I hope it was helpful to others. For a good, um, for its well, still it's helpful now. But for the first eighteen months, I've I've found a lot of comfort in that community and support and information. Um, and then 
maybe a year ago, created a more permanent presence with the website. So the website is synthesis meaning, all one word, dot me. You'll find the website. You'll find the influencers and links to their pages and content. And you'll find a lot of blog history in terms of my personal history and how I got to this perspective. And then, and then some of the, some of my evolving views with the intellectual dark web as well. So take a look, check that out. The podcast is going to be up there shortly. Um, I guess I'm also in a unique situation where I've got a family that's in the West that's just deeply immersed in living normal mainstream life and, and thriving. And here I am over in the East able to see all the dark side. So I'm straddling these two worlds and I can see how comfortable and easy it is when you're in the West living these busy, comfortable suburban lives where, you, you know, the, the quote unquote putting food on the table mentality is pervasive and it's just like let's just keep the marriage happy and let's keep the kids happy and healthy and let's be grateful if if we can get them educated and keep them out of trouble and get them off to college you know that's <laughs> i completely can get that with one foot in that world but in this world i can just see it when i travel around on so many different dimensions how we're inching towards like a very dark existence i don't know where the point of no return is but it's it's scary you know the concept of you're much better off to go attack the dragon in his lair before he actually is full size i think the dragon is getting close to full size so uh in terms of i mean you name it airport security is a personal pet peeve of mine whenever i interface with airport security i have a a deep sense that I'm intera- I'm interacting directly with the fascist dictatorship, with the cult. Now they don't know the, the, those people are just they've just got their jobs and they get their training and they go through the routine. But the people that set the, <laughs> the whole situation up, that's to me the dark side. And and it's getting more and more every time you go through, you're going to feel more and more like you're you're uh, entering into a high security prison. And that you're a guilty prisoner. <laughs> you all you did was buy a flight ticket, and you're going somewhere, and all you want to do is get on your plane, and they treat you as if you're a criminal, unless proven otherwise. It's really disgusting, and I just can't believe that we've tolerated it. But anyway, that's my personal pet peeve. But take take any aspect, take courts, the jails, vaccines, education, health, pharma, five G. Uh, immigration, Brexit, all this garbage, all the elections, it's all getting to the point where it's so palpably insane that it's obviously mostly for show while the society is inching towards totalitarian, what do you call it, fascist existence. And it's a conspiracy, you know. When I say conspiracy, I mean the people are in on it. <laughs> We're willingly allowing this to get to this. The choice is imagine the the. Uh, so I I understand why we we keep letting it inch towards totalitarianism or dystopia. But basically, you've got the choice. You could collaborate and negotiate with your neighbors 
to agree on some kind of community homeschooling. I'm just giving an example. Uh, and now imagine how difficult that would be to get even 10 neighbors together to agree on a, on a curriculum that you, that's, that's good for the kids versus some anonymous, distant body has created a curriculum that you know is, is leading your kids towards, well, they're dumbing down, but also all kinds of crazy teachings around socialism, insane political correctness, like all kinds of really unhealthy, lack of independent, sovereign <laughs> uh, evolution for kids. And so there you are. You've got your busy job. You're trying to make your mortgage payment and your car payment. What are you going to do? Pull your kids out of school and try and homeschool them, even though you know it's poison, the education that's coming through to them? Um, so that's the that's the hard part. So each inch by inch, you're kind of going, oh, maybe the next election is going to solve this. Maybe the next election is going to just sort this all out. <laughs> but election after election, it gets more and more hokey, more and more fixed, more and more clown-like, more and more WWF-like. And But you keep hoping because the responsibility of pulling your kids out of school and negotiating with your neighbors and trying to agree on a curriculum and then not only confronting the illegality of that and the social stigma of all of that is a nightmare. So that's what's happened. That's just one example of how we're just allowing it to inch towards disaster. Gavin McGinnis is one of the guys. He's kind of outer circle in that intellectual dark web. He's, he's also considered controversial in the mainstream way of things, conservative commentator. One example he uses is AA. So in AA, they have an expression of think it through. Think it through. You're gonna go. You're gonna go. If you're a, if you're an AA, oh, you want to just go have one beer with one of your old buddies. Now think that through. You go meet your old buddies. You, it, one beer turns to two, turns to a round of shooters. Next thing you know, three days later, you're broke. You went to the casino. You're face down in a ditch with your nose in a line of coke or whatever. Completely broke. I mean, that's thinking it through. <laughs> so what we to my way of thinking, what we need to do is take each one of these dimensions. Just take airport security. Let's think this through. When's that going to stop? It's not. Have you noticed the last five years where they're inching towards? Like 3D photos, radiation, patting down children, uh, invasive procedures, like unbelievably obscene, on and on and on and on it goes. Education, you name it. We got to all think it through. What's going to stop it? The next election? I don't think so. So this is where Mark Passio's teaching are coming in that like we got to think big and we got to start talking and take one issue at a time and talk it up in our local communities and decide where, where it gets unacceptable. Educate ourselves on how to, how to take it, take it back, <laughs> basically. I don't have all the answers. This is going to be a let's throw the problems out there and, and chew on them in a crowdsourcing manner. But, uh, but I know that the track we're on is a road to hell. So we, we, the, the people in this community, we got to start stepping up and, uh, start thinking creatively about, about action in our local communities. The other aspect that's really, really, really creepy, especially in this part of the world, um, it's, it's a spiritual, what do you call it, crisis. 
I mean, people are spiritually dead inside. They're completely lost. They're completely purposeless. Um, they've got their faces in the smartphones. Um, the NPC mindset. They're not thinking for themselves. They're just going through the routine and hoping somebody's going to save them. And that's extremely creepy. And the atomization of society is part of that. They're living in their tiny little worlds, and they're not even interacting with reality anymore. So in terms of, in a lot of ways, the, to me, the apocalypse has happened in a lot of ways. And there's like a few awake people out there that are still there, and, and I'd like this to serve as a radio station <laughs> for us, you know, post-apocalypse radio station. Uh, where we can talk about how to how to t how to take things back, start to start to reverse things. I have done shadow quite a bit of shadow work in the last uh, three years, uh, and uh, and I think that this show is going to be modeled off of that kind of concept, where topics and themes are coming up for you during the week. Probably pull a tarot card for fun. I just ordered a new tarot. I also ordered uh, some camera equipment some lighting equipment, and some better audio equipment. So the next rec future recordings will be much cleaner and spruced up. But, um, but we'll, we'll have a tarot theme of the week just for fun. And, uh, but the shadow work will be whatever themes are coming up for us. I'll probably throw out some contemplations and questions to the community. And I'm guessing stage one is going to be, um, is going to be just questions in the community. And then, once we get the calling thing working, that'll be even better. So the more interactive, the better. I don't expect to have a lot of answers or much in terms of lecture. I would like to point people to sources that I'm finding uh, illuminating, and hopefully the community can do the same for each other, for me. And yes, I've already mentioned that uh, that hopefully that this will get people curious about about denser, deeper topics and other podcasts as well. Uh, so that's the gist of the vision, really. And I'm looking forward to figuring this all out together in terms of the technology and exactly the format. We'll package this up and get a logo and, and the brand and place it on the website and get the other social networking technology uh, lined up. But I'd like to just finish with some of the hard-hitting points that Mark's been making on his show, which I was just a great reminder. I mean, he... Five years ago, he was he was talking about these things, but it's a really really great reminder. So he he ran a survey. I think he was a, like a feed on the street survey. So what I'll do is I won't share the data, and I won't share the answers. I'll just share the questions, the closing, and then in the future episodes, probably episode one, we will take up the what the answers are and what the data was that Mark found. Define the word occult. Okay, that's question number one. Define the word occult. Question number two. Uh, define the term natural law. Define the term natural law. Question number three. Is morality a, sub a subjective human construct? Is morality a subjective human construct? Question number four. Do you believe that human beings have free will? Do you believe that human beings have free will? Question number five. Define a human right. Define a human right. Question number six. 
Where do you believe human rights come from? Where do you believe human rights come from? Question number seven. Do you believe that some humans have rights that are different than other humans? Next question. Uh, do you believe that government governmental authority exists inherently in nature? Next question. Do you believe that governmental authority is a morally is morally legitimate? Do you believe that governmental authority is morally legitimate? Next question. Do you believe that government is necessary to prevent chaos? Do you believe that government is necessary to prevent chaos? Do you believe that taxation by government is morally legitimate? Do you believe that taxation by government is morally legitimate? Do you believe that taxation is necessary for society to function? Do you believe that taxation is necessary for society to function? Do you believe that drug laws are morally legitimate and necessary? Do you believe that drug laws are morally legitimate and necessary? Do you believe driver's licenses are morally legitimate and necessary? Do you believe that driver's licenses are morally legitimate and necessary? Do you believe people have a moral duty to obey unjust laws? Do you believe that people have a moral duty to obey unjust laws? Do you believe that following orders is a virtuous human trait? Do you believe that following orders is a virtuous human trait? Do you believe that an order giver is more culpable than an order follower? Do you believe that an order giver is more culpable than an order follower? Last two. Do you believe that firearm ownership is a human right? Do you believe that firearm ownership is a human right? Do you believe that you are a moral individual? Do you believe that you are a moral individual? Okay, there's the questionnaire. Get your question, get your answers ready. We'll maybe set up a poll and get your input on that one. I think that's that's the gist. I really wanted to co to cover the impetus and the concept and just level set, so we can set the tone, prove in the technology, and get the community rallied. So I hope uh, I'm look really looking forward to interacting and supporting one another through this. I think it's going to be fun, even though some of the topics are extremely heavy and dark. I think it's going to be a fun rallying point. So thanks a lot for coming out and looking forward to the next one. Thanks for joining us. That was actually quite fun, uh, figuring out this post-production and uh, putting all the pieces together here. The next uh, episode will be up very quickly, probably the same, I'll probably record it the same day that I uh, post this one. And got a, a number of uh, topics lined up, 
Uh, I think realistically we probably won't be having interactive audiences, but we I will set up the Discord server, so we've got a community active community there, and I will strive for in-person guests and call-in guests in the first phase. Eventually we'll get to interactive uh, audiences, but that might... Uh, be a couple of weeks, a couple episodes down the road. Some of the topics I'd like to get into, well, Mark Passio has a few that I think would be very worthwhile jumping into. I know it would be worthwhile for me to go over again the uh, his uh, two recent episodes on tarot as a book of life were fascinating and uh, extremely uh, also uh, inspiring. It's kind of uh, lighter in a way, I guess, powerful but lighter. And he also did one, uh, well, he's got a, he's, his, the greatest topic I've learned from him is the topic of natural law, which should be intuitive <laughs> by its title, but, uh, but it, it actually takes some explaining because we, nobody ever teaches it to us. So uh, I, I uh, would look forward to going back into his teachings there and, and sharing some of that with you as well on, in a future episode. The, a darker, uh, I guess, darker history um, but the actual subject matter doesn't need to be dark. The Unabomber. I got sucked into a Netflix, the Netflix series recently and uh, decided to look at, at his manifesto and try and separate you know, the senseless violence from the thought piece. And I think it would be worth gleaning uh, some of the insights that are still valid. That was back, I think, late 80s or early 90s. So a lot of what he was saying has come true, and I think it's really worth chewing on uh, the... the, the the parts that aren't associated with senseless violence. So anyway, those are some of the future uh, topics we're looking at, and we're open for your suggestions and volunteers for guests. I'd be happy to line that up. Looking forward to seeing you at the next one. I've posted a link. I discovered a great website and great product, RevTown USA, through the Rogan podcast, and I'm a very happy customer of their men's T-shirts and jeans, so I've posted a referral link on the website, synthesismeaning.me. And all of the social links are there as well, as well as some uh, personality typing slash shadow work tools are also there. So mosey on over and uh, help yourself. And uh, look, if you're looking forward to some of these future topics, send in your suggestions and give us a like and we'll keep it coming. Thanks very much. Looking forward to getting in touch. Mm-hmm.